All right. Welcome to the episode one of the Blue Line Breakdown podcast. We're your co-hosts. I'm Jace. I'm joined here with my good buddies, Alex and Harrison. And uh, this is episode one of our first podcast where we break down the latest news and topics from around the National Hockey League. Uh, before we get going, we just all like to do a little introduction uh, to ourselves. Uh, first, my name is Jace. I'm 19 years old. Uh, love the uh, National Hockey League. Always have. Favorite team? Got to be the Edmonton Oilers. Live right close to Edmonton area. I love the Oilers ever since I was a kid. And yeah, I played hockey my whole life. Just super passionate about the game. And I thought, why not uh, start a podcast talking about the league and all the big news from around the NHL with my two good buddies. So I'll pass it over to my friend Alex. He can introduce himself next. Hey guys, uh, my name's Alex. Uh, I'm a big fan of the uh, National Hockey League. I am a Habs fan uh, living in Edmonton, so I also support the Oilers. Uh, always loved the Hockey League ever since the 2013-14 season and uh, just here to come talk some hockey and have some fun. Thanks. And I'm Harrison. I'm 19 years old. I am a Preds fan, which many people may not think an Edmontonian would be a fan of, but, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. And I've been a fan of the NHL for as long as I can remember. I grew up in a hockey family, and, yeah, so I'm talking about. Cool. Yeah, that was just a quick introduction of the three hosts, and uh, we have a couple segments to get going today. We're going to review some of the biggest games from the past week of the National Hockey League. We're recording this on Thursday, March 2nd. And then we will preview some big games for the upcoming week. And then we have a little segment we like to call the Blue Line Pick'em, where we each pick one goal scorer from each day of the fall of the next week. So a total of seven, sorry, seven goal scorers each. And then uh, we just kind of see who gets a goal. And then next week we'll review, see uh, who got our picks right. And then we're going to discuss and give our own opinions on some of the general news from the past week, including the trades, because the trade deadline is tomorrow, and uh, other stuff like some waivers, um, suspensions, stuff like that, but mainly trades because it's all been trades this week. So uh, to get going, we're going to review some big games of the past week. We're going to start with the game on Saturday, February 25th, where the Bruins played the Canucks. Bruins ended up winning that one 3-1, but... Uh, do one of you guys want to talk about the big moment of that game, the one that everyone's been talking about? Uh, Harrison, do you like it? Be, it'd be pretty fitting with uh, the jersey I've got on right now. It's why I wore it today. But uh, yeah, I'll mark with uh, the first goalie goal since my good buddy Pecorino scored in 2020. So it's pretty huge. Just pretty, it pretty much solidifies his place as uh, the Vesna Trophy winner. Just I, in my opinion, he should be unanimous. It's it's pretty much over now. You could just lose the rest. Maybe not lose the rest, but he's it's pretty clear cut right now. He's Vesna trophy winner. I agree. Vesna for sure. I think it's good to note that was the uh, first goalie goal in Bruins history as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was. I didn't actually watch the game, but uh, that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, definitely was uh, pretty amazing to see, especially the best goal in the league, head and shoulders this year, score a goal. Uh, the other goal scorers from that game, Hampus Lindholm added his seventh of the year. He's having a career year. Brad Marchand got his 19th. And yep. the goal scorer for Vancouver was Brock Besser. Uh, a lot of rumors he might get moved in the 
next day or two, but uh, I guess we will see. Yeah. You guys got any more points to add on that one, or do you want to move on to the next big game that happened the past week? I think we're good. I don't think much else happened in that game aside from the uh, the goalie goals. So let's go uh, Lightning Penguins here. Pens, uh five goals in under five minutes. It was a 7-3 Penguins W in Pittsburgh. Do uh, you guys got some thoughts on this? Um, I'll go first. I I just think that uh, yeah, the the Lightning uh, winning, and then it was a pretty close game, and then five minutes to go left in the second, the Penguins just opened the floodgates. They added five goals, and um, yeah, it was just a crazy affair. They went up like I can't. I think they were up seven two at that point, and then Tampa just got one in the third. But yeah, yeah. It was they got Crosby scored, Bluger scored, Carter scored, Zucker scored. And um, Dumoulin scored. They didn't even get one in the third. They just kind of ran away with it. Yeah. Now, Harrison, Harrison, to add? Uh, uh, you go, Harrison. You go. Yeah. And to think this was this was after they played the Oilers, right? Penguins. This was a couple days later. Um. Yeah. It was the Sunday. Yeah. It was a game after they played Edmonton. Yeah. To think they just lost like what seven two to Edmonton. They bounced back and win. Seven three. I don't know. Pretty unbelievable. Uh, they're tells they're you fighting for a wild card spot right now, so yeah, tells you a lot of, about the uh, the Penguin season. I find. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sure. Crosby have another good year. That was his twenty sixth of the year. He's still near the top in points. Always been a, always been a consistently great player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, Harrison, you want to? bring us into our next game uh yeah the next game we had that day was uh capitals at sabers with uh the sabers winning seven four and cousins getting the hat trick and also tage thompson getting the 40 goal mark which i can't say i expected at the start of the season Man, i i love that thompson <laughs> kid he is he is so special to watch i find uh i try to watch as much sabers hockey as i can um Thompson he's just he's on another level ever since last year when he uh uh started out and really solidified as one of the uh, top guys of the league last year I don't know he is um he's special and I hope the the Sabres they they could slide into the playoffs here this year that'd be really neat to see be good for the city yeah they're really fighting for a spot uh Dylan Cousins um Kind of the Tage Thompson this of this year. Thompson obviously he's mm-hmm. having a better year this year than last year, but last year was his big breakout year. Cousins that yeah. game scored his twenty first, twenty second, and his twenty third of the year for his first career hat trick. As the Sabers kind of ease their way to a win against Washington, and they are fighting right now for a wild card spot. That East is tough. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'd be huge to see Buffalo back in the playoffs. It's been what eleven years since they made it, or more thirteen. I think it's I 11. Exactly. It's been a long time. So. Yeah, they made it once in the early 2010s, and I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah. They sneak in. They got a pretty tough task in the, as a wild card team, though. Do you guys remember what Cousins signed for? Just, I think it was like last week or two weeks ago or something. Was It was just over $7 million, right? 7.125, I think. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, Sabres, they locked him up to a seven-year, $49.7 million extension. So 
Yeah, he's going to be making over seven seven point one million a year to be exact. That is just had after this year, hundred points the other day, right? Like in his career. Yeah, in his career, I think. Yeah. yeah Buffalo's That's, got tons uh, of young talent on their roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, change came over in that uh that O'Reilly trade, right? Like a couple yep. years ago. Yeah. Ago now. I saw a post just a little bit ago of uh, all the Buffalo fans just mm-hmm. giving it to Tage when he came over, and I'm glad Tage shut him up, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty good. But yeah, a bunch of young talent. Cousins, Thompson, Darlene, Owen Power. They got Jack Quinn. They're just loaded over there. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, I think we should get into our, our next game that we're reviewing. That happened on Monday, February 27th, Bruins again, they went into Edmonton. They did take the win 3-2, but the big uh, highlight of that game was McDavid scored both the Oilers' goals to hit 50, first time in his career. Uh, Guys, thoughts on that? What can't this guy do, right? Like, I'm so glad we live in the Edmonton area, man, and we can watch this guy whenever we want. Um, This guy could really do anything on a on a daily basis he is unbelievable mm-hmm. yeah. i think we definitely take for granted that we get to watch him play in edmonton first we've had him here what eight years now eight years yeah, yeah. that's crazy he's getting old but yeah 50 goals that's I'm 52 now two last night yeah how many do you think he'll end the season with i want to say you <sighs> I want to say he gets 70, but I think he's going to come one or two short. I think it's going to be 20 that games? close. 20 games left? Uh, 20 games uh, on the dot, yeah, yeah. 20 games, and he's at 52 he's at goals because he got two against the Leafs last night. Five straight multi-goal games. Third player in Third the last time. century to do it. Unbelievable. That's great. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. First yeah, I think he'll get at least 65, in my opinion. I can't see him really slowing down. Especially with this playoff push coming up, I just I'm gonna keep rolling. He's special. Yeah, I'll say he gets. I want him to get seventy, but I'll say he gets sixty-seven. Just still yeah. insane. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, shall we uh, move into the uh, the last game on our on our review here? Indeed. Yeah, this game this game was crazy. So we got the uh, the Kings. They were at the Jets. On Tuesday night, uh, the Kings came out with a 6-5. It was a shootout win, right? Um, Kopitar got four goals. And the big news was this was Quick's last game as a King. Yeah, I will Fellas, say he, he didn't some start thoughts. that game. But, yeah, it was his last game in a King uniform. Yeah, yeah. Because um, weren't yeah. the Kings down pretty early? I want to say what? They what were, yeah. Pull it back up. Kopitar just got four in a row. Yeah, they bring it back. Unreal. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a shootout. Um, gotta find it here. Uh, Yeah, I believe the Jets were up. I want to say four-one, maybe. I think. Or okay, so Jets up two nothing. Jets up three-one. Tied 3-3, Jets up 5-3 at the end of the second. Yeah, so they were up, they had two two separate two-goal leads, and Kopitar added four goals. Velarde mm-hmm. tied it with uh, just 
just over four minutes to go in the game, and then they ended up winning in the shootout. That's a crazy game. Yeah, Kings are holding on, man. They are holding on here. They are. Yep. They got They're big two points. The side there, and even though the Jets lost, they still got a point because the central the central race right now is also extremely tight. Oh, it's crazy. The, the top, what is it? A uh, couple of spots. They're all divided by two points, four points, maybe. There's like six teams that could slide into the top in the West. It's uh, yeah, unbelievably close. Yeah, Vegas leads the conference with 78, and Winnipeg is a wild card two with 72. So eight teams, top wow. eight, are separated by six points. That's nuts. Unbelievable. And then who's just outside the wild card? Is it Calgary and Nashville? And they're Still like five points behind. Calgary is five points back. Nashville is eight points back. Everyone else is a huge drop from St. Louis to Nashville, right? Yeah, St. Louis Uh, is three points. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of games in hand, I think. St. Louis is seven points back in Nashville. Yeah. Harrison, you're the Preds fan. What do you think? Do you think Nashville gets in or do you think they're. they're Uh, If I'm being honest, I don't think so. All the pieces we're losing right now. Come the trade deadline, I think it's just rebuild season, and it'd be nice. We've made the playoffs like every year for the past, I want to say, eight years, but I think the time it's over. It's time to rebuild. Need something new in Smashville. That's good. I like that. I like that. All right. I think uh, those are our big five games from the past week. Obviously, there was a bunch of great games, but we don't want to dwindle too long on the. Uh... Mm-hmm. On the past week, we tried to pick five that had big moments and big milestones in them. But I think now we can get into the preview for the big games from the upcoming week. Um, yeah, the uh, the big one for tonight that we have for Thursday, March 2nd, is the Senators are in MSG to take on the Rangers. And this is a big game because it's likely the debut of Chikrin, and it's confirmed the Patrick Kane making his first ever um, or playing his first ever game in the NHL, not a member of the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, we'll get into the that. trade. We'll get into that trade uh, a little bit later, but I am excited. I think this kind of solidifies the Rangers. I, I'd be pretty shocked if they don't make it to at least the Eastern Conference Final this year. Um, and then Chikrin, I, I can't believe the Senators got him. I think it's a good thing that the Senators got him. That's a really good fit for Chikrin. But Arizona, man, they were asking way too much for way too long, and it costed them. We'll talk about that trade later. But uh, I'm excited for this game. This will be a, a really good one. Yeah, it's going to be fun to sure. watch. Uh, Ottawa's only five points out of a playoff spot. They're they're desperate for wins right now. Mm-hmm. They're rolling. They're... Wasn't Chikrin, he shot out a couple games, right, to do the trade stuff? He's been out for, what is it, well over a month, I thought. Maybe not that long, but oof. Yeah, he's definitely been sitting out recently, so I'm I'm sure he'll be happy to get back on the ice tonight. Yeah. I saw a report that he wanted to rush to the rink tonight and play because he's been itching to get back on the ice, and I don't blame him. I saw a few photos. He was walking in in with the team, so uh, I think he's playing tonight, but... I don't know. That'll be a good, a really good game. I'll, I'll probably tune into that one here. Pretty quick here. Yeah, that's definitely, definitely the game of the night tonight for me, for sure. There's a lot of games on tonight, 100%. but uh, yeah. that's definitely 
probably going to be the one that I'm most likely to watch. Any predictions, yeah. I think? I don't know. I think Rangers take it. Um, I'll save my goal scorer for later for the uh, blue line pick them. But uh, I'm just excited to see these uh, these two guys, especially Kane. You know, he spent so much time in Chicago and he did so much for that city. Um, like I said, we'll get into that trade later, but the return just, that shocked me. I'll say that. Yeah, I don't know. Kane is likely going to be playing on a line with Panarin tonight, and they were absolutely filthy in Chicago, so I'm sure they'll be happy to uh, to reunite here tonight. Yeah, exciting times for the Rangers. Very exciting. I'll say final score. I'll say it's going to be high scoring. I'll say 5-4 Rangers regulation. I'll say 4-2 Rangers. Two. I'm thinking five three Rangers with an empty netter. Still close game. Yeah, d- could definitely see the sense taking it though. They're on a hot streak right now. 100%. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, sh- shall we go into uh the next, next game, game here? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh take it away. Okay, so we uh this coming Friday, March third, uh we got the Devils in Vegas, uh which should be Timo Myers Devils debut. I'm not sure if it's confirmed, but uh, likely will be. So that'll be quite the game for Devils fans for sure. Yeah, what a season the Devils are having, hey? They're just cruising right now. I can't believe it, I can't lie. especially I after I last season. All... Not even close. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for perspective, they are second in the Metro, one point behind Carolina, who has 86 points this season. Yeah, and in the entire which league, is, uh, they're third. That's unbelievable. Uh, I don't think anybody could predict that coming out of last season for sure. But the Devils, they are an absolute wagon this year. Mm-hmm. It's good that they have uh, Hughes back for a full season too. That uh, Well, I think he was injured for a little bit there, but for the majority of the season here, he's been uh, rock solid. So very exciting. Hughes has been, Hughes has been their stud right awesome. now. Awesome. And adding Meyer, mm-hmm. he's a, he's a goal-scoring machine. Yeah. They'll definitely uh, – They'll definitely like the addition of him. Yeah. And for I Vegas, after I mean, Hughes is... You go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, um, and for Vegas, they're only two points ahead of LA right now. They need to uh, They need to stay ahead. They need to get wins. So it'll be a big game for them. That is huge. Yeah. I think uh, Hughes was uh, noted as a bust after his first year and all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but he's finally living up to his expectations of actually... Yeah, star player for his team, and he's really proven a lot of people wrong who doubted him. Good for him. Ago, Good for myself. Him. Really, you thought he was a bust? I did not know this. I made a couple of TikToks about him. Can't oh, lie. <laughs> oh. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, some guys just need a couple of years to develop. Like nothing yeah. wrong with that, but uh, we've gotten so used to the McDavid's and the Matthews and the McKinnons that they just step in immediately and just are. St- star players that we forget that not every first overall pick can do that immediately. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Shall we uh next game, fellas? Yeah. So uh mm-hmm. this Saturday we got the abs at the stars, which will be a battle for first in the central. It's a early game, not a late night game. So that'll be a interesting. Well interesting to see. 
in Dallas too. So yeah, yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, the Stars are are leading the division right now. They're leading. They're up on the Avs by four points, but the Avs have two games in hand. So assuming the Avs can win out, they'll they'll be neck and neck. So this is a huge game for the Central Division lead. Yep, and the West lead in general. Honestly, anybody could pull out of the West here. So that's just how close it is. Really tight battle. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, noted 3.30 p.m. Eastern start, so very early. That'll be a good game. Dallas knows how to get it rocking down there, so they do. that'll be good. Yeah, Dallas, their weakness in the prior years has been uh, um, their defense, or their, yeah, no, their goal scoring, but their goal scoring has been drastically improved mm-hmm. this year they have the best goal differential in the west and um their defense is always rock solid so with colorado their offense is always high high octane so it'll be a good battle there high octane offense versus solid defense yeah, yeah. i'll be quite the Any score predictions i don't know i'd like to see the Avs take this one out, but uh, I think it's going to be close. Maybe a 3-1 or 2-1 final for the Avs. We'll see here. Yeah, I'll say I'll say Avs win it. I'll say 4-2. I think, yeah, I think it'll be mid-scoring. I'd say 3-1, I guess. Let's see what happens for the Avs. They're rolling right now. They got a lot of people back from injuries. So, mm-hmm. all right, uh, move on, fellas. Yeah, the next game that we're going to preview is that same day. It's uh, Saturday, March fourth. This one's at six p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's the Penguins Panthers. It's a big wild card battle in the East. Both teams are fighting for a wild card spot. The Panthers are having a, a down year by what a lot of people expected. And Pittsburgh is a wild card too right now. They're only three points yep. separated currently. So. Yeah, this game is going to be a big one. That wild card race in the East is just unbelievable. It's like the just the West in general. That's how tight it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so many teams that could make it out. It's just, yeah. It's Detroit, crazy. Ottawa, Washington, Florida, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and the Islanders. It's just all separated by six points. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. To think That'll be a good, the- good one. Top three teams in each division, they, it's pretty much impossible for them to fall into a wild card spot now, too. They're yeah. so far ahead of everyone else. It's just everyone else is pretty much locked in. Well, it's we know for us. sure it'll be Toronto Tampa first round. Uh, the Metro is kind of, we'll see, but um, I don't know. I don't know. The, the East is tough this year, that's for sure. Yeah, that's a huge game. They face each other. They face each other a lot every year. So, uh, yeah, Florida will be trying to prove that they can make the playoffs again instead of falling off. And Pittsburgh is trying to prove that they can still make the playoffs after getting really old with all their key players. Yeah. Exactly. I can't well, lie. I thought they'd be out of the playoff picture this year. Even Penguins? last year, I thought so too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think they were going to make it in last year, but uh, I don't know. I think they're due for rebuild. I think it's beyond that point now. Um, I don't know what they'll do because they just re-signed L- Letang too. 
So mm -hmm. it's very interesting over in Pittsburgh, especially with what uh, Ron Eckstall is doing this deadline. There's a, a lot of questions to be asked, and I know a lot of people on Twitter are not very happy with the way things are going. So we'll see what happens in uh, Steel City here. Yeah, and uh, the last game that we're going to preview for the upcoming week is uh, on Sunday. It's an uh, afternoon game, 3 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be the Lightnings going in to uh, Raleigh to face on the Hurricanes. It's the uh, two top six, six teams in the whole league. Uh, Carolina is at home, and they have more points, so they're likely the favorite. But Tampa has proven year after year that never count them out. Yep. 3 p.m. Eastern start to another early game. So I don't know. That's going to be a tight one again. It, uh, it really comes down to um, the way Carolina comes flying out here. I don't know. The way that uh, Lightning maybe settle in, I, that will likely be Janot's first game. Unless uh, the Lightning play Friday or so, I'm not sure. But that'll be uh, quite the matchup for sure. It'll definitely be, I would say, home ice advantage for Carolina because that crowd there is just crazy. They have to Next be fired to up too, right? They oh, have 100. to be fired up. Like, this is – they've been at the top of the Metro for how many years now? And Eastern Conference Finals a couple times here. They, it's time to get that – to get over the hump here. They got to get exactly. into the, the Cup Finals and maybe even take it home. So this is the year for Carolina if they're going to do it. That's for sure. 100%. Yeah, and also to note, it's the second half of back-to-back -back for Tampa. They're in Buffalo the on Saturday for a, another afternoon game. It's actually, um, unless you're on the East Coast, it's actually a morning game. It's at 12.30 Eastern. So Carolina's got to try and catch him sleeping there a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, that'll be a tough travel day. That's for sure. Anyways, shall we do uh, the blue line pick them here real quick? Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I think so. So just to recap, the blue line pick them. We're each going to pick one player per day for the next seven days, so seven players. And we have to pick two defensemen. That was uh, one of the rules that we made, and five forwards, just so that we're not picking, like, all studs. Yeah. And then uh, next week when we come back, we'll see who had the – the most correct uh, guesses by the end of the week and then we'll make our picks for the following week and then at the end we can see who had the most right throughout the whole season and yeah so for tonight Thursday uh, who does everyone have scoring I'll go first here I got uh, Patty Kane against the Sens I think it's just it's meant to be um, that'd be quite the scene in MSG that's for sure um, it's just it's got to happen right it, it, that's mm -hmm. just one of the things that just kind of has to happen. So that's my pick for tonight. Uh, for me, I I know Boston is a powerhouse this year, but I think Tage Thompson always finds a way to score in big games, and I think he will continue that tonight in Boston. And I don't know if they'll win, but I got a Tage Thompson goal tonight. Yeah, that could definitely see him scoring. Um, and for my pick, I'm going to go to the Nashville-Florida game, and I'm going to go with Florida's top goal scorer, the guy that's kind of snuck under the radar most of the year, Carter Verhage. Um, He's at over 30 goals. He's at broken his career high already. 
And uh, I don't know. I think he pots one tonight against Nashville. Sweet. Sweet. Okay, so for tomorrow, Friday, uh, March 3rd, I got uh, Ekholm against Winnipeg. That'd be pretty cool to see big uh, D-man for the Oilers, newly acquired, uh, uh, make his mark um, and really have a uh, impact against the, the Jets, which is a another top matchup this week, which we did not cover, but that'll be quite the game tomorrow for sure. And for mine, I've got the early game on Friday. I've got Kent Johnson scoring against Seattle. And I just feel like he's been having he's been having all right here. He's been up and down, but I got a feeling he's gonna score. They're at home. Seattle's also a very up and down team, so we'll see what happens. Well, I could definitely see him scoring that one there. And uh, for mine, tomorrow I'm just going to go with the safe pick. I'm going to go to the Carolina-Arizona game. I'm going to pick Sebastian Ajo. I know he's not the top scorer for goals on the Hurricanes, but uh, I don't know. I feel like – I just feel like against Arizona, they're not a very good team. I feel like Carolina's offense is going to go off and Ajo is going to sneak one in there. Cool. Sweet. Okay, so Saturday night here, March 4th, I have – the man making his return to the Canucks already, uh, Luke Shen scoring in Rogers uh, Arena in Vancouver, um, making his mark for Toronto after what seemed like not the greatest performance for, by the Leafs uh, last night against the Oilers. So let's see if uh, Luke Shen can really come in here and um, show uh, Kyle Dubas and uh, Leafs Nation that he they they made a good choice here. I like that. It's a good pick. Uh, for me, I've got the 8.30 game on Saturday. I've got Kevin Fiala, former Nashville Predator, born against St. Louis. And, uh, yeah, he's got paid big time in the offseason. I think he's got to live up to those expectations and score goals. Got 64 points this year, but I got a feeling he's scoring. Yeah, those are uh... – Two really great picks. Uh, for my pick that day, I'm going to go kind of a wild card pick. I'm going to go with Kirill Marchenko of the Columbus Blue Jackets. They're in Ottawa, and he's just been a goal scoring machine since stepping in. Like he's got, I think like 50 goals or 15 goals or something. Now he's playing with Goudreau, so I think uh, he's a pretty safe pick to score that day. Yeah, he's been like a really that. bright, uh, really bright spot for the uh, Blue Jackets this year. It's really good to see. Okay, and cool. then for Sunday? Sunday, let's see. Okay, so I'll go for another new guy. Uh, I got Meyer in Arizona uh, playing for the Devils. I think that's just one of those things that just kind of has to happen again. Um, and that would be good to see. It'd be good to see Meyer connect with his new team. I kind of hope the Devils do something in the playoffs. So be good to see some chemistry start early here. Yeah, for sure. It's a good pick. I could definitely totally see that happen, especially against Arizona. That's a yeah, me too. Team to score against for sure. Uh, for my Sunday pick, uh, I'm taking Martin Natchez against Tampa Bay. Um, he's always been under the radar. He's always he's so underrated. He's leading the Hurricanes in points right now. He's second in goals, just behind Ajo, and I, I think he'll put one in the back of the net. Yep, he's nasty. He's good. Yes. 
And for my pick that day, I'm going to go also kind of a lesser pick. I'm going to go to Colorado, but I'm not going to pick one of the premier guys. I'm going to pick JT Comfer. Uh, Colorado's at home. They're playing Seattle. And Comfer's just one of those guys. He just always can contribute. He's all, he's very consistent. He'll score between like 15 and 20 goals a year. Um, mm-hmm. Colorado's, their, their chemistry is just so good. Every guy knows how to chip in. So uh, I think Comfer will pop one that night. Mm. Cool. Moving on to uh, Monday here. I've got uh, Nuge uh, when the Oilers visit Sabres. Um, with that power play, I mean, how's that thing stoppable? Honestly, it's uh, I just think uh, Nuge is uh, he's bound to pot one. So uh, we'll see if that comes true or not here. Yep, Nuge is having a great year this year with goal scoring, so we could definitely see that. Nuge. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so for uh, my Monday pick, I'm going with my first defenseman, uh, Thomas Shabbat in Chicago. He's not really scoring as much as I thought this year. He's at nine goals, but I think he'll he'll get his tenth against Chicago. I'm feeling pretty confident. Yeah, especially with the addition of of Chikrin. Not sure if they'll play in the same pairing, mm-hmm. but and Chicago's not a very good team, so we could definitely see that happen. Yeah. And with my pick for that Monday, I'm also going to take a defenseman. I'm going to go with one of the best defensemen in the league, Roman Yossi in Vancouver. Um, obviously, defensemen don't score as much, but if there's one guy to get a goal, Roman Yossi's probably one of the best in the league at that from the back end. So, yeah, just hopefully he can pot one that day against Vancouver. That's solid. Very solid. Uh, okay, uh, Tuesday here, I've got uh, Kotkaniemi scoring in Montreal. I don't think he's done it yet. I'm pretty sure he hasn't. But um that one just kind of makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, Kakanyemi cool. loved by yeah. many Habs mm-hmm. fans. Obviously a little bit of an early choice in the draft, but um how can you not like that guy? I mean uh, yeah for sure. That'd be storybook. Yeah it would uh yeah moving along I've got my Tuesday pick, I'm taking my second defenseman, Chris Letang, against Columbus. Uh, fresh off a new contract, fresh off of that terrible maybe stroke he had. But I think he's – he's. I've got a feeling he's going to score. It's Columbus. They're not very good. They're probably the best shot for Bedard right now. So He's having a pretty good season too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I could definitely see Letang getting one there against uh, – division rival and with my pick i also take my second defenseman uh this is in a, the buffalo islanders game i'm gonna go with noah dobson um he has been he's actually scoring a lot this year like um you wouldn't think it because he's on islanders no one really watches the islanders mm-hmm. but he has he's at over 10 goals right now from the back end and like I just see him potentially potting one, especially on the power play. He plays a PP1. He has a really good wrist shot. So, yeah, hopefully he can get one that night. But I guess we'll see. Cool. Okay. Last last game or uh, last picks for the blue line pick I'm here. Uh, So, Wednesday, I've I've got uh, Kyle Connor against the Wild. Started off the season slow. Pretty slow for his standards, but he's a – really picked it up and he's one of one of the reasons that the Jets really rebounded this year. So uh 
I love the man personally. So going with uh, Kyle Connor against the Wild here. Yeah, he's a goal like scorer. I can definitely see that. He definitely is. Uh, yeah, for my last pick, I'm going with the guy who just signed the contract yesterday. Or was it this morning? Bill Larkin. Uh, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday? It was okay, cool. That deserves that one for sure. But yeah, he's over 20 goals this year again. And again, it's Chicago. Chicago a couple of times now to support against them, but it's it's bound to happen. Bill Larkin. Yeah. Yeah, he's having a really good year. That's a really good pick. And with the the last pick for the uh, blue line pick'em for that uh, Wednesday, I'm gonna also go to the Wild and Jets game, but I'm gonna go with the Wild side, and I'm gonna go Kirill Kaprizov. Um, he is just a goal scoring machine. He scored all three goals the other day in that three two overtime win. He's at 37 on the year. He has more goals than assists. I just think if he doesn't score that night. Like something's wrong with the league. Like he should, yeah. he should score every other night. He's just that good. So, yeah, those yeah. are those are all of our picks for the uh, blue line pick them. So, yeah, next week we'll come back and we'll see who got the most right, and then we'll make our picks for next week. Cool. I love that. That was fun. Yeah. Was. Okay. Shall we do? Uh some news around the league here it's obviously trade deadline week it's less than 24 hours to the deadline from the point that we're recording this so what better time than to uh discuss the national hockey league honestly so uh let's uh let's kick it off we got uh orlov and hathaway to boston so let me pull up the full trade here this was a east of a trade okay so the bruins acquire dimitri orlov and garnet hathaway uh, in exchange for a 2023 first-round pick, a 2024 third-round pick, a 2025 second-round pick, and Craig Smith to the Washington Capitals. Washington, it should also be noted, retains 50% of Orlov's salary. Yeah, that what do was, you guys uh, think? That was a big trade to kick things off. Um, a lot of picks to give up for Boston, but they're – they're trying to win now, like they're top of the league, head and shoulders, and they just improved their defense and their bottom six. And they've already both contributed offensively since being traded. So, mm. yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a good trade for the Bruins. Makes them even scarier um, yeah. than they were already going into the playoffs. A solid return, return, as well. You know, uh, it's going to be a late first. I believe it's Boston's first. So, uh, obviously late first this year but uh yeah. a third a second and then craig smith on top of that that's uh not too bad for washington they didn't uh mm. get uh fleeced there for sure yeah that first yeah, like that uh, i'll just say real quick that first that washington got back they did they already used it to for another yeah. piece that we'll touch on later yeah exactly yeah like you said the orlov is already making a huge impact i think he scored twice against Calgary and I th he scored against Edmonton in his debut I believe so he's already just lighting it up yep cool yep, shall we uh, moving on moving on we got uh, unfortunately you know Nita Ryder to Winnipeg for a second rounder but what do you guys think I don't know I think it's a, a pretty even trade I mean you yeah. give up Nino but I think it's clear 
by the trades that Nashville has made this deadline that um, this is the direction the organization is moving to. So a second rounder for Nino, I'd be pretty happy with that if I was Harrison. That's for sure. Yeah, I can't lie. It's when I first saw it, I was like, "Damn, that's it's a shame." But in the future, that's gonna it'll it'll help us out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think it's a pretty simple trade. Winnipeg's in the playoffs right now. They want a rental. They're trying to make a run, so they get a solid middle six forward, and then give up a second rounder to Nashville. I'd say fair trade all around. We'll see what Winnipeg can do in the playoffs, but uh, yeah, pretty standard deadline trade there, I would say. Yeah, I agree. Which brings us to the next deal. Um, we got a swap between Guriana from the Stars going to Montreal, and they acquired Evgeny Dadanov. Um, just a one-for-one. Uh, what are your thoughts on that one? I don't know. You know, the Habs bring in Dadanov at the beginning of the season. Um, not a huge impact player in Montreal. It'll be exciting to see what he can do. For Dallas, I think uh, it's good to note that Montreal is also retaining 50% of Dodonov's uh, salary. Can't remember what his cap is, but uh, um, I don't know. That's a I think it's a pretty good return for Montreal. Kurianov, who in the bubble playoffs there, he uh, scored the Stanley Cup um, finals go-ahead goal or whatever to go into the finals, sorry. So um, I don't know. No, we'll see what Guryanov can do with Montreal, and we'll see how Dodonov can help Dallas uh, push through the West in playoffs here. Harrison, got anything to add? Or I don't really have much, not much. They're both Russian, right? I think so. I think Dodonov so. for sure is. Off. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming Guryanov is, but uh, um, can't say for sure. I'd not I'd have to double check that. Yeah, I think it's a pretty even trade. Yeah. One for one, it's just usually pretty even unless it's like all for Larson. Mm. Cool. Okay. Uh, next trade here, we have a Barbashev and Dean swap. The trade is one for one as well. So um, what do you guys think? Um, I think that's, again, it's another rental deal except instead of a pick it's just a prospect zach dean went the first round late a couple years ago mm-hmm. to vegas and barbashev was contributing for st louis he was also middle six guy um so vegas trying to add on their forwards and they give up a prospect they've traded a lot of their first of the guys they've drafted in the first round over the past few years hasn't paid off yet they haven't won a cup but uh who knows mm-hmm. maybe this is the year that barbashev helps them get over the hump I, I totally agree. I think this will definitely help. Uh, it'll definitely help Vegas um, yeah. down their order. And I think that'll just, it'll, I, I can see them definitely making a run for the conference finals, Vegas, but they'll have to get past Edmonton. But yep. We'll see yeah, he's that, a hopefully. good uh, depth player who has that Stanley Cup finals experience, right? Yes. He won the cup against Boston. So um, that's a pretty, it's a decent price to pay for Barbashev, but uh, one I don't think Vegas will really regret. So we'll see how that turns out. And St. Louis, they've been trading away a couple guys recently. They've acquired quite a few prospects and picks, so they're uh, well on their way to a bit of a rebuild sauce retool here, which is nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. 
And now we got the big one. We got this full trade is kind of crazy. It's the Timo Meyer trade, New Jersey, or sorry, San Jose retained 50%. They sent Meyer to New Jersey. They also sent Scott Harrington and there's a bunch, there's a bunch of prospects on both sides. I'm not even going to try and pronounce anyone's <laughs> name that I don't know. Um, San Jose also sent three prospects and a 2024 fifth to the Devils. And then New Jersey in return sent to San Jose Andreas Janssen, who is another bottom six slash middle six forward. Fabian Zetterland. Mm-hmm. Shakir Mukabadulin, which was uh, their first round pick from 2020, I believe. Um, another prospect, Nikita, and I'm not even going to try and pronounce his last name. A 2023 <laughs> first, a conditional 2024 second, and a 2024 seventh round pick. That's probably the biggest trade of the week in terms of how many pieces go back and forth. Um, but yeah, we touched on Meyer a little bit earlier, but thoughts on the actual trade itself? What an underwhelming return for the Sharks, in my opinion. Um, you get a bunch of – you get Janssen and Zetterland, which isn't too bad. You get a first um, in uh, Shakir and then a 2023 first. But for all the pieces that went both ways, I just find that fairly underwhelming for Timo Meyer, especially at a 50%, 50%. retention. I don't know. I That's think. how I feel. Sounds like could have got a lot more. Yeah. If, I don't know. It's yeah. It's definitely underwhelming. I totally agree. Yeah, they didn't Jason really got get some. Um, like Mukumadulin is pr- pretty promising. Um, and then the first again picks are, you don't really know what picks are going to be. Like New Jersey, mm-hmm. they're making the playoffs. This pick's going to be in the probably in the twenties somewhere. It's not going to be a prime stud player, but you can, who knows, you can trade it, you can turn it, you can draft, you can turn it into a stud, you can turn it into an average player, you can turn it into a bust. Like picks are, people hold first round picks in such high value, unless it's a lottery pick. The picks shouldn't really, in my opinion, mean that much. Like you shouldn't see a first and be like, oh, you're getting a stud. Like, yeah. There's a bunch of guys that get drafted in the first round that just don't pan out. And there's a bunch of guys that get drafted that just like way exceed expectations. You just don't know. So yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know. And they didn't really get a solid roster play in return. Like Janssen and Zetterland are all right, but they're not like there. There's no replacement for Timo Meyer there. Like there's no one that's going to step in and at least contribute a lot offensively. Like, I mean, I know the sharks aren't good. So Janssen's probably going to do better in San Jose, but yeah, I kind of agree with you guys. Like, they could have gotten a lot more after, especially after seeing what some other guys got on the trade market. Yeah, yeah. Which brings us to uh, the next trade, which which hurt my soul a lot, being a Preds fan and growing to love Tanner Juno in the Preds uniform. But the return back for him, I I honestly can't complain. I can't complain about a trade like that. But what do you guys think? I think uh, ever since uh, they announced Barry Trotz actually uh, being involved in some of the trades here, that is a insane re- return for Tanner Janot. The complete opposite of the Timo Meyer deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nashville brings in Calfoot, a 2025 first, 
2024 second rounder, 2023 third, 2023 fourth, and a 2023 fifth for Tanner Janot. Um, that is quite the return. Um, and I think uh, even though Tanner Janot was one of your favorite players, that is – you should be pretty happy with that. Yeah, I can't complain. I can't complain. Yeah. I will say that that trade is a is a big win for the Preds. Like, they get a prospect and then five more picks, which could turn into more prospects. So, basically, Janot for six prospects, assuming they don't trade them. Um, but, again, like I said, like, you just never know with picks. Like, they could – they could draft five busts or they could draft a bunch of studs and then the trade looks way lopsided. So yeah, but as of right now, the Nashville wins because they could flip the picks, turn them into other pieces. Um, And Janot isn't really having a great season himself, but Tampa does have a, uh, a kind of a reputation for trading for guys at the deadline who are kind of underperforming and then turning them into studs. Like you look at Nick Paul, Brandon Hagel, Blake Coleman, Barkley Goudreau, they all had their best years on Tampa, um, and some of them are still there. So, like, yeah, it's a win for the Preds, but, mm-hmm. like, you never know what Tampa's going to do with you know. Exactly. Yep. 100%. And then, Alex, you want to introduce the next trade that we have on the board here? Sure. So, uh, we got the Gabe and Lafferty deal to Toronto to discuss. Um, the full trade details are, to the Leafs, they acquired Jake McCabe and forward Sam Lafferty in exchange for a 2025 first-rounder, 2026 second-round pick, Joey and Anderson, and uh, Pavel Gogolev. So, um, what do you guys think? Um, I'll go first. I just think, on the surface, it seems pretty even to me. McCabe, he's not an offensive dynamo by any means, but he's a real he's pretty good at just being a pure shutdown defenseman. He's a big guy. Um, he actually did not too bad defensively on a terrible Chicago team. And mm-hmm. Lafferty is he's one of the best uh, penalty killing forwards in the whole game. He has four shorthanded goals this year, which is tied for the uh, league lead. Um, and I think he'll really help their bottom six uh, defensively. They do give up, again, a bunch of picks, a couple prospects. They're basically Toronto's going all in. Um, they're wagering their future for the next, I don't know, like three or four years to try and win this year, get over that first round hump. And we just don't know if it's going to pay off, but uh, maybe these guys can help. Yeah. Pretty much said it all right there. Yeah. 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 Alex, yeah, you got <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking about bringing it up later. Well, maybe I should. Yeah, I'll hold on to that later. Let's uh, let's keep rolling here. We'll get through all the trades, and then I'll I'll bring up some extra thoughts here at the end. Okay, I'll bring up the next one then. Um, this one, uh, Oilers fans were begging for a trade. I'm an Oilers fan. Um, we just want to see something happen. This wasn't really what we expected. We thought Puliarvi might be part of a bigger deal, but he just goes to Carolina. And a one-for-one deal for Patrick Pistola. He's a prospect, 22 years old. He's playing in Liga right now. Um, tough day to see Puliarvi go. I think we all really liked him here from Edmonton. Yep. He's a, just a great personality, goofy guy. He didn't really produce as expected on the ice. But, uh, yeah, we got Prospect back who has 
a little bit of potential, but most importantly, we got some cap space. So uh, what do you guys think about that trade? It hurts my soul a little bit, having a fully uh, RV signed jersey and being a big fan of him. But um, it was kind of one of those things that just had to happen. And it's not like Ken Holland tried uh, to really trade him, uh, trade him away from the beginning. You know, um, he was rumored in trade talks for however long now and um it turns out that they they wanted to resign him a couple of weeks ago a week ago even uh so uh what ken holland said is he came forward to pulley rv's camp and pulley rv came back and he said i still want out so what are you supposed to do at that point right so getting uh patrick Puistola, uh not a terrible return but it's it's more so about the cap space you're right yeah, for sure. I, I think he did Pooley Harvey, he he was good in Edmonton, but I feel like this change of scenery scenery will definitely help him out in the future. I think he needs something like that to keep progressing his career forward and getting through higher lineups like second line guy, first line guy, even maybe mm-hmm. not on Carolina, but I could see him definitely moving up to be a second line guy. He's very lucky to be going to Carolina too. Mm-hmm. Uh out of all teams, playing with Aho, who in the twenty sixteen World Juniors, they combined together. Uh Pulley RV led the tournament with 17 points. And I believe Aho had 15, might be 16 uh, points, and they were dynamite that tournament. So exciting times for Pulley RV, that's for sure. 100%. Yeah. I just hope he succeeds there more than he did mm-hmm. in Edmonton, which I think yeah. he will. A bunch of pinch <laughs> players over there. He'll fit right in. I agree. All right. The next deal, Harrison, you want to introduce that one? Indeed. Uh, the next one we have. Sandine going from the Leafs to the Caps for Eric's, Eric Gustafson and a 2023 first-round pick, but it was Boston's first-round pick. So, yeah, what do you guys think about that one? Uh, I saw a lot of Leaf fans crying online over this one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is a, a pretty good deal for the Caps. I mean, they send back Eric Gustafson, who I'm a fan of, but... Um, the Leafs also give away, or they also get uh, the 2023 Boston first rounder, which is going to be extremely late, basically a second rounder at value. So uh, the Caps fleece the Leafs. But um, I think it was one of those moves that had to happen with how many moves Kyle Dubas is making. So you win some, you lose some. It is what it is. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. Um, that trade was probably the most lopsided so far at the deadline. Like Sandine, he just killed it on Toronto he was playing on the third pairing but he has so much potential he's so young he was playing extremely well and they trade mm-hmm. him away for Gustafson who he, he he can produce offensively but he's not really that good otherwise like Sandine is miles better and like yeah mm-hmm. the first it wasn't even Washington's first they just flipped what they got for Orlov and Hathaway and turned mm-hmm. him into Sandine who's basically like Orlov and Sandine are both pretty offensive but Sandine's way younger he's on a cheaper deal like I think Capitals just ate on this one. Like 100%. that was just that was just a great trade by uh, Washington, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, shall we uh, move into the next one, Jace? Do you want to do that one? Sure. This one was another Toronto one. Um, this is a deal that um, happened on the same day as the Sandine one. It was just a pretty simple one. Toronto trade away a third round pick this year for Luke Shen 
bring him back to Toronto. Um, yeah, not really too big of a deal. You want to touch pretty quickly on that one. I definitely think it's a, a move for like a win now thing for Toronto as that third round pick doesn't really affect them much at the moment. But mm-hmm. I think, yeah, that, yeah, I think it's a really minor trade, but it should help them out. I think that's all there really is to say on that one. Not to, mm-hmm. not too much going on there. Just a Just third round rounder going back. Yeah. So let's get into the next one here. Um, another simple one by uh, the Leafs here. We got uh, Angval going to the Islanders for a 2024 third rounder. Um, another simple one that just, it kind of had to happen with all the moves that the Leafs were having. They're uh, uh, making, I guess. So um, pretty similar to the Shen deal, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not really too much yeah, to say really there. I mean, not much. I think the Islanders will enjoy Engvall. He'll help them out a little bit because they're kind of going for a playoff push. But uh, yeah, nothing really other than that to touch on on that one. Yeah. But we got a big one next, though. This one was a block. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, so we got the. Uh, uh, this one hurt me a little bit as a Preds fan, but I'm sure it enjoyed you guys a little bit as Oilers fans. But uh, uh, at home and a 2024 six round pick to Edmonton while Nashville gets Tyson Berry, Reed Schaefer, 2023 first and a 2024 fourth. What do you guys think? As Edmontonians. Jace, I'll let you uh, get this one. I just want to add quick that uh, Nashville did retain 4% of right. home salary. So instead of uh, his cap being 6.250, it's uh, six flat. So Jace, take her away. Yeah, well, well, I'm the the Oilers fan here. The Oilers are – you guys also both like the Oilers, but they're my favorite team. Mm-hmm. And I just think um, the one thing that Edmonton really needed, I think, to go far was just they just needed better defense. Like, that's the one thing. They could score five goals, but they let in six. Like, it was just frustrating um, just seeing guys make mistakes on the back end. Um, I think Ekholm, he's gonna, he's not gonna fix it because he won't play all the time. But he'll be eating minutes. He'll be playing over twenty minutes a night, and he'll be that shutdown guy that um, we don't have anymore. Like we had Larson, he left. Clefbaum got hurt. I think Ekholm is gonna come in. He's gonna be a real solid piece for us. And Barry going the other way, that's that's pretty tough. He was the power play quarterback and really good offensively, but he he was pretty lackluster on defense. So I think we're just trading away offense, which we have plenty of for more defense, which we, we were lacking. Schaefer, he's not going to help us win now. Uh, neither are those picks. Um, like Schaefer's probably going to turn into a pretty good player. But uh, again, Edmonton's going all in this year. Like they just need, they need to win now. And I think Ekholm helps us more than Barry would have, honestly. I agree. I just want to add how, uh, the game went yesterday. I thought Ekholm looked fantastic. It's a little cliche to uh, say that uh, the Oilers, their locker room said that they wanted a uh, a puck-moving defenseman, not just off the boards, but Ekholm, he was making plays off the boards. The one pass to Dreisaitl looked uh, fantastic and something that we hadn't quite seen in a little while, maybe since Larson had left. Um, so uh, I thought he looked pretty good in his debut. Yeah, I agree. He looked, he didn't really make any mistakes. And that's kind of what you want from a defenseman. Like 
they're making mistakes, if they're standing out in negative ways, that's not a good sign. I think he only he either didn't really stand out at all, which is good. It means he's playing this position, or he made some good plays, got an assist. So, yeah, I think overall a great mm-hmm. debut for Ekholm. Yeah, exactly. As a Preds fan, seeing him, I've, he's been on the Preds ever since I became a Preds fan. So he's there you know, the whole time. He's always so good defensively, even offensively. He chips in too. Even last night, like his first shift, he joined in on the rush on a three-on-two. You know, and almost got it across to him. But yeah, I think it'll be really good for the Oilers. I agree. It'll totally help him out. Yeah. Um, let's just jump into the next one here. This is a super small one. Um, the Minnesota Wild got Nyquist from the Blue Jackets for fifth round pick. Um, not really too much to say there. Um, he's still on LTIR, so he's not going to play the rest of the year, but he might come join in the playoffs. Like, who knows? You guys want to add anything or? There's not much to add. I mean, I think the biggest part of that trade is uh, mentioning that he's still on LTIR. So yeah. that's about it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, let's hop to, into the uh, next one. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Patrick Kane trade. So let's get all the details here. So Chicago receives a 2023 second round pick uh conditional a 2025 fourth round pick i'm not going to try and pronounce that guy's name uh andy walensky um and then the rangers receive patrick kane which is the major part of this trade and cooper zek and then arizona the broker receives a 2025 third round pick from the rangers so what do you guys think um, I think this trade, um, Chicago kind of, with uh, tr- Kane's no-move clause, Chicago really kind of got screwed because Kane, he really only wanted to go to the Rangers, so he could only they can only accept the Rangers' best offer, which is kind of lackluster, a second, fourth, two prospects. For Patrick Kane, one of the best NHL players of the past decade, like, but, uh, yeah, I guess that's just the power of the no-move clause. Like, Kane is going to fit mm-hmm. right in the Rangers' Like we said earlier, he's playing with Panarin. They're going for a cup run. He's trying to win his fourth cup. Like, uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see him in the Big Apple. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. The or the uh, the Blackhawks are definitely very underwhelming return, but um, yeah, yeah. We'll see what Kane can do in the uh, with the Rangers here. That's about it, honestly. Harrison, do you want to uh, take away the next one here? Uh, yes. This one shocked me big time. I see him. Uh, but yeah, here's the trade. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, it was quick. A first round pick and a third round pick to Columbus for Vladislav Gavrikov and Jonas Corbusello. Quick being there for 16 years and seeing him gone just like that is just. Uh, it kind of broke my heart, even though I'm not a Kings fan. It, it broke my heart for quick. I mean, he yeah. he dedicated his life to the Kings organization. And for them to just say bye like that right after the team win in Winnipeg, it happens on the flight back. That's uh, That's pretty unbelievable. I get that he was disastrous this season. He was god-awful, but... Man, that is a that's a tough way to go. 
100%. Yeah. It's uh, L.A.'s trying to load up to go on a run. Got a couple good good pieces, but they had to just say goodbye to their best goalie in franchise history. So, yeah. I know he was pretty upset, the whole team was, but, uh, yeah, it's just tough, tough to see quick go. Yeah. All right. Um, from his hometown team. I think we're almost, we're basically done all the stuff from before today, Thursday. So, uh, yeah, we'll, if there's any more trades, we'll touch on them at the next, next week at the next podcast, um, or any more news, but, uh, I think that's there's also I'll just mention super quickly uh, Poyle retiring at the end of the year Tross will step in that's exciting for Preds fans and Keandre Miller got suspended three games for spitting on Drew Doughty which is uh, kind of <laughs> shocking but uh, Doughty likes to get under guys' skins like that so yeah, yeah. Miller sitting out a bit but uh, other than that I think that's going to be it for the first episode of the podcast. Uh, thank you guys all for listening. You can follow our socials, Instagram um, at Blue Line Breakdown, Twitter at Blue Line BD. And do we have any other socials? Oh, YouTube. Um, I don't know if we'll mm-hmm. upload anything to YouTube yet, but we do have a YouTube Blue Line Breakdown. But uh, yeah, that's going to be it for us this week. Uh, thanks, you guys, for tuning in. And uh, I think we'll catch you in the next one. See ya. Peace out.